You are listening to Eddie's Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Eddie has his paw excitedly poised over the launch button. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Welcome back to Eddie's Launchpads. It's the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Now, awareness of our own mental health is important, whatever our age, and that includes very young children. Recognising our own feelings and how they motivate or affect us can help us to better understand what may be going on within ourselves and be more sensitive to the feelings of others around us. And that's what we're always instilling with the children at Dogsthorpe Infants. Be kind to one another. Show respect. Now, a good book for young children or for parents wishing to explore this subject about feelings with their children is That's Okay by Chris Dixon. And to tell us all about the storybook is the author himself. Welcome to Eddie's Launchpads, Chris. Hi, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Now, first of all, thank you for your copy of of your book. It's being used well down at Dogsthorpe Infant School, and we're getting some good feedback from that. And uh, we'll be picking that up on social media, the sorts of things that we're doing. But could you just uh, share a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to write this book? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I'm from from Norwich, uh, 34 years of age, and I've recently gone through, um, yeah, a few kind of um, mental health journeys. Um, we've not really been able to identify my own emotions, um, so I sought out therapy. Um, so I'm in quite a lucky position where I, I can get access to that, um, and through my my sessions with my therapist um we discussed how yeah i didn't really identify what emotions i was feeling from triggering behaviors um so i mean that could be from like positive emotion or what is perceived to be positive emotions such as happiness um to, to anger or being upset and um yeah w- without having an understanding of those feelings. Um, yeah, it was affecting my health. Uh, I was getting chronic headaches at one point, um, feeling quite ill and sick. And um, yeah, it appeared to be all, all to do with all the suppression of different emotions because I didn't know how to deal with them and, and what was was causing that. So yeah, for, through, the, through those, I, I got the idea that as a child growing up, our culture doesn't really... Um, help us become aware of those emotions. Like when I was at school and even through to the workplace, um, it's unprofessional to to be sad or or angry at something. Um, so I just wanted to create something to help children to, to let them know that it is okay. You know, it's perfectly normal um, to, to, to feel a reaction to something. Um, and yeah, I wanted to help them um learn more about and become more aware and as a result 
communicate their emotions with, with their parents or teachers um, to help them through moments that they might be quite confused or be struggling with. Mm, because uh, the what was once called when I was younger the British stiff upper lip, it's got a lot to be a lot to be um, sorry for, really. That that phrase because it does encourage us to not uh, to get involved with when somebody that we know is going through a bad time, mm. or we feel that we've got to cover it up in a negative way. When actually, I think things are getting better, but in the old yeah. days, that's how it used to be. Certainly, when I was at school. Um, and uh, th- that was over 50 years ago, folks. It was the Romans were here and there was all sorts of problems. Um, the Vikings invaded. <laughs> but th- uh, in those days, it was very, very difficult to talk about mental health. And it was it was a stigma. And if we had somebody in the class who was going through a bad time, I'm ashamed to say that all the rest of us either ignored it or took the mickey out of the person because mm-hmm. we didn't, we weren't so sensitive as we are now. And it's very important to instill that into our children, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can relate to that too on, on the receiving end and, and the giving end of that. Like when, when a, another kid was, was crying when I was younger, you know, we'd, we'd call them soft and um, we'd laugh at, laugh at. And then when, when I was upset, for example, and, you know, people would do the same to me, um, and I didn't want to speak up. And how something made me feel, like I'd try and choke it down, and uh, that made things worse for me. And um, yeah, it's, it's good. There's more of an awareness now of these these types of issues um, because I think it is important that not only do we become more comfortable in our own emotions, other people become more comfortable in the in that person's emotions too. So you can support friends and family. I mean, you see, you see it quite a bit where where someone might be annoyed or upset by something, and the other person doesn't want to know because they feel like it's it's going to ruin their day or they feel awkward in the situation. Um, and I think all of these types of conversations, as a as a community and a society, um, will just help us, um, yeah, create those conversations and 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 remove the stigma from from feeling upset. You know, it's, it shouldn't be a weakness or perceived as a weakness to 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 show that um, we're reacting to something in a way. And I guess there's also, you know, managing those emotions in a, in a healthy way, because, you know, when you're, you're angry, you might lash out or something um, and you want to reduce, you know, that, 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 that situation. And I think by people becoming more comfortable with each other's emotions, then you can pacify a situation quite easily um, and get to the root of the cause and, and discuss it Um yeah, so that, that's that's my perception of it all. With, without wishing to to go into your therapy, I'm not not dreaming of go, exploring that. But I, it sounds like your therapy was a cathartic point of in your life. And did that make you think about writing this book? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a catalyst for that. Um, I wanted. To, I mean, I. I'm sure other people who've gone through mental health um, situations, um, you don't wish that upon anyone, especially young children who um, they might not understand how like the world works. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to to try my best to ensure that others didn't go through the feelings that that I went through. Um, there's a lot of lack lack of confidence in myself 
feelings of isolation, not being understood, and and like those physical symptoms I spoke about earlier manifested, and it, it, it just seemed with the doctors that um, yeah, it wasn't really progressing to a diagnosis of anything, and that that just made it it worse. So yeah, going through that myself, and then talking to my therapist about, it, I was like, I can I can help other people. Um, so I think like I mean, my viewpoint is that therapy should be accessible to to everyone but unfortunately you know waiting lists are really long um going through the nhs um and private can be quite expensive um so in an ideal world it'd be like okay it would be free and um accessible immediately for people struggling um so i thought i mean being an illustrator and a marketeer i thought i can create a book and, and spread awareness on it and, and try and help in my own way um i mean i'm by no means in a psychology expert but i can definitely speak from my own experiences and i think that's important to, for, for for people for adults to to share like what they've gone through and um yeah also create options for children based on those so yeah it was a really good experience for me in the end it was it was uncomfortable to start with but um i guess you have to be when when discussing your own emotions and own experiences and that that really opened um yeah thing things up for me i've always been quite a creative person with a with a bit of a um bit of an imagination and it was just about channeling into that, so something useful instead of um some some gibberish i usually come out with or <laughs> something like that um yeah, so that, that that therapy that that really did help with this journey, and and that's one of the main reasons why the 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 book was published. Now, I I can see this this book working on on several levels for us at, at the school, particularly, and I'm sure lots of primary schools that listen to this podcast. Um, you 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 may need to get look at this book in in greater detail. The reason that I think it works on different levels is that. Obviously, um, we're building our character. Psychologists will tell you this wherever you go. Um, yeah. We're building our character from naught years of age, from a baby up until the age of seven. We're building our code. And by the age of seven, we've got a, our basics. Yes, we can be yeah. taught other things, but that's up until seven, which is the children that we've got at the school. Um, yeah. It's it's explaining to them what's happening to them is is coming at your book is coming at a vital time, so I think that that we can use it on those levels. But also, I think, and we'll talk about the book and how it works and a little bit about the the plot as such and what it's all about a little bit later. But um, the the other level I think is that it's written in such a way that sometimes autistic children struggle with their emotions and their feelings and they get very confused and they get very angry and perhaps we can explore some of the characters in your book to explain what's going on and why they feel like they do and so when I we received your book for our book nook library our new book nook library uh when we got it we thought oh wow um, it's not just a storybook, and st it's great to have storybooks. Uh, all different stories. We're grateful to everyone who sends us books for the library. But in this one particularly, we looked at it and we thought we could use this in different levels. And um, I think that that is one of the strengths of, of your book, of your children's book. Could you explain to the listeners who've not come across it a little bit about the book, about the plot and about the characters? 
Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's great to hear as well. And um, that when you mentioned about autism, I've got a friend um, with a neurodivergent child um and he says his son son loves the book um so yeah i definitely think it's it's helpful in in all kinds of areas um and yeah with the book itself um so i did a bit of research um before embarking on the creation of it and there's so many different uh, books with various art styles and, and plot devices out there which are covering like the topics of anxiety and depression and other mental health areas and I wanted to come at it from a slightly different angle like I mean I, I love a good story we, we all do but I wanted to create kind of like a practical guidebook to the feelings and emotions so um so there's no plot per se there's there's 15 emotions in total and each emotion has its own character um which i i drew on on paper and then um yeah uploaded um to my computer and edited that um colored it in digitally because i've um i've never been very good at coloring myself which is strange as a, a bit of an artist but uh <laughs> yeah i was um yeah my mum used to help me color as a kid because i'd go over the lines <laughs> um yeah and then each each character has, um, I've been told that the expressions um, match up to, to what the descriptions are. And then it gives um, like practical examples on certain kind of physical feelings you'd, you'd feel with an emotion. Like if you're angry, you might have a headache or you might cry. Um, of course, everyone's experience with emotions is, is different. Um, but I tried to go with with areas that um talked about in the health space where which which seem to be quite general to to tie that in to give children something to relate to um and it also provides a scenario that a, that a child um might might feel that so for for example jealousy at the bottom of the page um it says oh i'm jealous because my my friend got the the toy i want and that that comes from a childhood experience of mine where um, I used to love Lego, and my my brother he got this Christmas present of a of a big old Lego set that I really wanted. I, ne I never communicated it to my parents, but he got that, and I felt really jealous, and I didn't want to speak to anyone. Um, and uh, yeah, so so I used that example um, from there. So I'm tying in a few examples from my childhood and, and kind of general experience that people might feel. Um, and I've also got a coloring book version where there's where there's blanks in certain spaces. So a child, as well as coloring it in, because they might relate a different color to, to an emotion, um, they can color it in and then they can fill in the gap of how they feel or what makes them feel that way. So trying to make it quite an interactive experience as well and, and um, personalizing it for, 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 for the, the child reading those. I think that the um, it picks up, uh, the characters are wonderful, by the way, and I, you can Thank look you. at them. And, and I think that um, for some of our children, they may, if they're experiencing one of the feelings, that I can, it's, I can see them imagining themselves as that character. And, yeah. that, you know, and, it, and it, all that thing, oh, okay, so I'm being like him now, or I'm being like, I'm being like that now. And um, they then start to understand what's going on within them and where that 
that emotion is coming from. It picks up things like music. You know, we 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 sing when we're happy, and we and when I know people use music when they feel sad, and they listen to music when they feel sad, and that helps them. But you know, all of those things that around us affect us, and they can affect us for 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 both good and bad. So it'll be interesting to use your book with young children in that way. I also can see it working very well all you schools out there who are listening, I can see it working very well with a, a resource that we've had on the show called My Mood Stars, where we have stars with different feelings on. Now, I can see us using the, the My Mood Stars in a very basic way with some of our, our small groups or with a one-to-one with a child. But if it starts picking up things like jealousy or or, or anger and you want to explore it a bit further... That's when I think Chris's book comes into play here because you could then look at something a bit deeper. So you can go from what makes you angry? Well, I, what made you angry? Well, I got angry because he had a better thing than me, a bit like Chris's mm. Lego. Um, so <laughs> what made you What made you feel that way? Let's have a look at this book and then, then Chris's book can come back in. So uh, schools, parents, if you want to explore with this, um, here's a wonderful book to do to, to do that. Um, Chris, are you thinking of, uh, I know this is your first book. Are you thinking of working on anything else? Yeah. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed making this and I, I want to carry on down that route. Um, I love illustration and love coming up with these kind of ideas. Um, yeah. So my, I'm working on a, another book, um, which shares a similar style called that's Earth amazing, which, um, is, is aiming to to tackle climate change um, in a similar way to, to a guidebook where there'll be a, a creature, um, so say like I'm re- reusing, um, would be one of the create creatures, and then there'll be examples on the, the the other page where you would have the emotions of what what you can do. Um, so, for example, making like a pencil pot out of a, an old can that's been used instead of throwing it in 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 the trash uh and then it could end up in in the ecosystem and stuff so and i also like with the emotions um i was trying to make even like perceptions of anger anger uh and sadness as something like light-hearted where trying to take the fear out of it and i think with the current climate crisis there's a lot in the media where people are responding to to certain stories and saying it's doom mongering and stuff so i wanted to approach it in a way where okay let's let's make it fun and lighthearted. let's let's not scare um children let's give them practical examples make it bright and fun um just just little things even like turning the telly off um turning lights off um wrapping up warm to, to help with the heating, which I know is a, a big issue at the minute with the cost of living crisis. Um, yeah, just just to kind of nudge the awareness. I know there's quite a bit as well, like there is in the, the, the mental health space on this for kids too. Um, but I think that guidebook style, um, yeah, pro- provides yeah, like kind of a a journey for for children to go down and and yeah like like you're saying about the, the the other tools for mental health it's like expand that and using it with other resources to to um improve the learning experience um 
yeah, so I'm working at the minute. So hopefully that should be out in the next few months. So I'm quite excited for that one. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, you you come back on the launch pad and tell us all about that when it's when it's out Definitely there. Will. Now, if people want to get that's okay, uh, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so they can order it online. Uh, so there's physical and digital versions available. Um, so if they head to that's okay, uh, okay.co.uk, um, they can order from there. Um, there's a digital bundle available for 99p, which um, comes with the coloring sheets and uh, also has two audiobook versions. Um, I work with a guy called Simon Wells, uh, voiceover artist, and um, yeah, he's done he's done one with without the character voices. So if the parents want a peaceful bedtime story evening, <laughs> then they can opt for that or a uh, more kind of excited children in the day he's done some fantastic character voices on there. So um, yeah, just, just, just as, as well as working on new books, I'm trying to take these ones and, and see what I can do with him. I, I want to look at some animated versions for YouTube and possibly an app as well. Um, yeah. And just expanding the, the opportunities for children to learn. Well, that's, that's brilliant, my friend. Now, all you listeners out there, you know what I'm going to say, because after 81 episodes of Eddie's Launchpads, you know know the drill by now. Uh, don't worry about the the, uh, the website address and trying to listen to it again to try and write it all down. Just go into the text of the podcast and you'll find everything you need there. Chris's book is just one click away. Go and explore That's Okay, because that book is more, more, much, much more than okay. It's a wonderful book, and I'm sure it's going to help your children, whether you be a parent, a teacher, or a school leader, or a school governor even. Here is a book that is going to help your children.